throw back a little bit where I would read something and place the thought in your minds before we go forward here. So cognitive dissonance. I'm looking at psychology today. It says cognitive dissonance is a term for the state of discomfort felt when two or more modes of thought contradict each other. The clashing cognitions may include ideas, beliefs, or the knowledge that one has behaved in a certain way. This has been part of Josh and Mai's conversations from the beginning, but we really want to just talk about that itself. Yeah, I think let's talk about it and just kind of like put it out there so like people understand what we're talking about, what we're saying sometimes when we talk. So launch out onto the loop with us as we discuss this today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of, of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, please visit us at curioscontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. So this was actually another episode that Josh had uh, brought up more specifically. And was there a reason why this is more top of mind for you these days? I just think it's more top of mind for me these days, just from our general society that we're living in now and all the information that's being thrown at us left and right and all everybody's beliefs and everybody's things and it just all jumbled up right so i wanted to talk about cognitive dissonance a little bit because the actual term like what it is it's almost like if you're talking to someone that has a belief or an idea like brian said that maybe isn't it might be right it might be wrong but you want to like you're challenging that idea so you're like trying to have a discussion with them right so you're trying to get them to talk about it and that's just what i wanted to talk about today i wanted to talk about the process of talking about it <laughs> i know it <laughs> sounds here weird we are, folks yeah well we usually talk about things that we'd like to talk about and then talk about the talking about things that's exactly what we do about. right i mean that's what, what we do <laughs> It works. I guess yeah. it does. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, people love it. So so here we are. So part of the thing we should keep in mind is this, is that everybody has a different set of experiences, you know, and different memories and different things like that. You know, like what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what their belief set is, you know, body sensations, like when you've experienced something, you know, like for example, um, Josh and I, you know, attended lots of events together when we were growing up. His experience would be different than mine, even though like we were right there. But he's going to remember it differently, even though that we right. were friends and we did things. That's important to remember because equivocation is really, really dangerous when you're really trying to understand nuance of something. What happens when you understand that and you ask the question, you know, what happened to you or what happened was, and you hear right. those stories, it may rub against you like and go, oh, 
And that's cognitive dissonance. And you have to ask yourself, you know, why? Again, it's, why? it's the, the, the collision, not in a bad way, of maybe two different mental models, ways of approaching things. Even a belief, this, like your beliefs, your, what you thought happened isn't what this person is saying. So it's clashing in your mind. It creates like a real uncomfortable, easy feeling. If you if you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. If I say that, like, you're uncomfortable, but you're you're comfortable, but you're not. You're just kind of like, what are they saying? You're trying to break all that down. And and you know, yeah, go ahead, yes. Brian. Some some people don't want. Mm-mm. They don't want that. They don't. They want it just to be their way because they're right, and they're always right. going to be right. <laughs> And this is how it is. And look. This is, this is it, my grandmother, by the way. My mom's mom. She told me one point in her life, she was only wrong about two things in her life, and she had questions about those two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, like, very difficult to get to talk to her about stuff. You Ooh, know? <laughs> yeah. But I think I think we, part of this is, like, pulling together the idea that like when we have ideas as like a society, as a democracy, like we are in the United States, we can talk about them and it's good to talk about them. And so like all these ideas that we have, they're great to talk about. And that's what this podcast is about. And I think that's why, you know, Brian and I wanted just to talk about this idea because we, we've gotten together with some people. And honestly, when we get together with people, they just want to talk about topics. And that's what this whole thing's about. It's not about changing your frame of mind. It is about opening your mind to other ideas that maybe aren't what you believe or you know to be true. And so that's we what try to do it distance is. In, on, this, on this podcast that we've done and in things that we've done in live events, you know, we try to we create a friendly, non-judgmental environment, and we invite people to consider something that's going to mildly disturb them is probably the best yeah, way to think about it. Exactly. It's like maybe they don't know where it's going. But those little like uh, like those little tension points, just like good exercise where you're doing you know some moderate resistance or things to really like move you along consistently is gonna build your strength. It's gonna build another like your mental infrastructure out. It to builds be able a to layer, consider it, other people's. It, and we've done an episode called Mental Infrastructure. And this is what this does. This helps build that. So if you find yourself, I think honestly too, it's like also training yourself not to be viscerally like against something. And when I say that, I mean like when somebody throws an idea at you, you're, even if your like instinct is just to like recoil and like total disgust, <laughs> like I think that you should not always project that. You should be like okay, and maybe find out more what that person's saying, because sometimes people are just bad at describing stuff, and they might say something to you, and you're like, oh, I'm just shutting this down right now. But if you actually talk to them, and they're like, you know what, this is actually what I'm talking about. And you're like, you know what? That's like 99% ain't bad. <laughs> I'm like, I might agree with that like 95% of the way. So then let's have a conversation on the other 5%. I think that's Sometimes what, what we're losing, right, Brian? You are because you want to judge the, the deliverer of that message often. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that, oh, I know how you're going to be. 
And then you solve the equation before you've even heard the problem set up. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. But we all are guilty of that because we all, we all have to be in a, a mode of curiosity. Curiosity continuum, people. <laughs> yep. To be able to just engage in that. Now, look, here's the deal. I, you know, I, I recommend everybody to have a good counselor to go talk to from time to time. Oh, yeah. Josh and I both uh, yep. Therapy advocate for it, that. Is what you need. <laughs> it's what's for dinner. <laughs> It's, it's what's it's for, you. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you're not in therapy, you need to be in therapy. Yes. We all yeah. got stuff. Or, yeah. But so, uh, counselor defined for me that in like self discovery and things, that having curiosity about yourself, about why you act a certain way, is self compassion. You know, when she defined it that way for me, I just, I bulked at that. I'm like, ugh. But then it proved the point. Like, I should be curious about that. Why? Why did it why do that? Do, why yeah. did I react that way? You know, and Josh can attest to this. Like I am over the course of my life have not been a very compassionate person toward myself. I'm very hard on myself. Right. And oftentimes that can even bleed into expectations I would put into others. But oh, like, yeah. But why was I For that sure. way? And you swim backwards, you know. So there's lots of other topics to talk about, which is not the scope and shape of this particular episode. But the self-compassion, if you're curious about yourself, it's like, huh, I wonder why I feel that way. Where did that thought come from? And if you just take a moment to allow yourself that question and not answer it so quickly, that, that tension, that quiet tension moment where you are self-reflecting and saying and withholding judgment and just exercising your curiosity, man, all kinds of stuff come flying out of the box. Yeah, I always like to say it's kind of that like in between part between serenity and rage. If you can like get in <laughs> into that little like Venn diagram of the middle of both of those and just you're you're like very chill but you're angry but you're not. It's like that <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's corny, but it's that's where that's where you'll find a lot of stuff out about yourself. I have found myself um, checking a lot of things. Like if somebody says something to me and I viscerally react to it, I'm like, a lot of times after the fact, I'll be like, why did I do that? And and Brian can attest to this about me. I'm not usually a very excitable person, but when I do get excited, it takes a long to, a while to calm me down. So like I get to that point sometimes where I'm like, okay, why did I react that way? what happened and like, do I owe someone an apology? Because I did that this last weekend. I just went off. I'm like, you know, I had a scheduled thing and the person wasn't there on time. It was like two minutes late. And I was like, where the hell are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is my weekend. I, I uh, totally took this time for you and you're not here. And when they got on the call, they're like, yo man, um, sorry. You know, I, I really thought, I go, look, I'm sorry too, because I way overreacted on that. But I think that was like something inner, like I was just irking me that day, you know, that very rarely happens to me where I'm just like, get something that just like, it's just that bad part of me that says, yeah, just go off on him, you know, <laughs> usually I don't do that, but that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, part of this, folks, is also to be aware people are trying to dissonance your cognition. If you're picking up what I'm laying down, 
There are people that just kind of try to hack you off. They have no interest in growing themselves. No. They have no interest in your growth. Right. So don't give those people like the time of day, emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever, like, because it's not going to serve you. And it's okay to say no. Like, it's okay to tap out, like, and be like, you know, knock, knock, I'm done right now. And that's okay. That's not being unaware. That's actually being extremely aware of what you're, because we are human. We have emotional states. And so we have to understand that sometimes when we're in a heightened emotional state, we're not going to make the best choices. So maybe just simmer it down a little bit. Especially when there's things with trauma, you know, the, the lower parts of your brain fire first. That you're feeling, that you're, you know, your neocortex isn't like kicking in to go, now let us sit here and consider the options. It doesn't do that. No. There's like a two second lag between that, especially in like high stress situations. Right. It's a fight or flight, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's all these different things that start to fire prior because those mechanisms are try to keeping, try to keep you safe. This is the same reason why like if you're a veteran and, you know, like a motorcycle backfires, it's because like that sound, when you heard that, that meant your life was in danger potentially. Right. Right. And so you have to learn to readapt those things. And that's an uncomfortable thing because like the thing that kept you safe before isn't going to keep you safe now. It doesn't serve you in the same way. And oftentimes when we get in just modes of operation in our life and we don't want to be challenged because we think we figured it out, then we're not inviting conversation and we're not allowing that curiosity to continue to spin for self-discovery or just discovering the world around you. You know, if you're not talking to people different than you, and listening, then you're missing out on a great opportunity to not only expand relationships, but to also understand the world in a new way. Yeah. I mean, I think that we touched upon some really important things. And honestly, I just want to leave people with that. I don't really think we need to keep hammering at home, do we, Bray? Nope. So, until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Thank you.